When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the FlowTrack Podcast USA Championships Day 1 Recap Edition. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. We're recording from Gordon's house. Me on the first floor. Gordon up in the penthouse suite. Day 1. Gordon, how's it going? Uh-oh. We lost Gordon. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Sorry. What was that? Was that for dramatic effect? Yeah, what I had to close that? my door. I had to close the door because oh. I can hear you downstairs. And I don't, I just, oh, I, I thought my, something was my off brain. of my audio, so I stopped no. talking. I didn't do – I probably should have had like a funny one-liner in there about how Gordon was going to find something out of the fridge and he will find nothing because there's nothing in Gordon's fridge right now, guys, except the three frozen pizzas – I brought over. Actually, it's four at the beginning of the day. We ate one, one per day, four different brands. In any event, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to recap day one of U.S. champs. We'll talk a little Jamaican champs too, because those are going on right now. I see people in the chat already discussing the Jamaican championships. But night one, Gordon. I guess we're going to start with these ten thousands and then run through everything. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah, the ten thousand just ended. We were watching it as we were setting up this stream, and. Let's be honest. I feel like the result is not what we thought. We thought that there would be a Kincaid, Fisher, Klecker, three-way battle. We all looked at Kincaid as the favorite in when it comes down to a kick. Mm-hmm. And that happened. But in the 10K, seeing Fisher fall apart to his teammate, Sean McGordy, I did not see that coming. Looking at these results, you see Kincaid takes the win, Klecker two, McGordy three, and Fisher for Chalimo five. Let's talk a little bit about McGordy, man. This is his season debut. He hasn't <laughs> run all year long. And Classic. he comes in and he beats Grant Fisher, who going into this year, you look at as a metal threat potentially in the 10K or the mm-hmm. 5K. And he beats his teammate, his teammate who's been running and he's not running. Yeah, he's the one who comes with the victor here over his teammate. Now, McGordy does not have the standard. So technically, as of right now, Fisher, Klecker, and Kincaid would go to to Worlds. But McGordy has three weeks, basically. He has till the end of the month to run the world standard for him to qualify, which makes you think, is Fisher going to be like, yo, man, is he going to try to like sabotage his workouts to make sure he doesn't run as fast <laughs> so Fisher can get in over his teammate McGordy? But man, McGordy, I did not see this coming. I ranked him low thinking, hey, he's just there for – to show face, be like, yep, yeah, another year. He's not healthy or something, but clearly he was doing something pretty good in training. And <laughs> to, to come out, you rarely make your season debut at a U.S. Championships and qualify. Like that is not normal, especially in the distance event. How does he even know he's not? Rust, there's no rust buster for him. He has no idea like what's going to take when they when the they ramp ratchet down the pace. It is just unreal what McGordy did. I know we're talking a lot about the third place, but we all looked at Klecker, Kincaid, and Fisher as the big three. Klecker getting second, that makes sense. Kincaid's kick was unreal. That makes sense. 
the whole thing is McGordy making top three after not running all year long. So it's funny when I had heard it was a season's debut, I said, that can't be right. He had to have run something. And then you go over to his world athletics page and then you see his photo at the top and then you start scrolling down and you see all these races. You're like, wait a minute. He raced a bunch. There's some 1500s here, a five, a bunch of 10,000s. And then you realize, oh no, that's 2022 because there is no 2023 tab on Sean McGordy's World Athletics page because it literally <laughs> was his debut. This is a story about the last two laps. Fisher went for it. Fisher made, I thought, a move to win. And in doing so, ended up getting fourth because he knew, you know, he's been out kicked by these guys before. I got to go early if I want to get the win. And then you look at what was left in that last lap. Fisher closes in 58, McGordy at 56, Klecker at 56, and Kincaid of 54. And Kincaid, he's never out of it. We know. Even when he's behind, he's not really behind. He's just waiting. He's just being patient, and he's going to close. But, I mean, I, I commend Fisher for making that move, for going for it. But once that gap closed, and once Fisher went by and Klecker went by, it's like McGordy could smell blood in the water, and then he was just past Fisher. And then now Fisher's in this unfortunate situation where he's going to have to wait and see about how fast his teammate can run. Although he's entered in the five as well. So this could be a bit of a moot point in a few days, but you're right. We saw how fast he ran indoors, saw how well he placed worlds. This was someone who was climbing the ladder and now yeah. not even in the top three. It's and Kincaid. Let's talk a little bit about Kincaid though. That kick 54 seconds made it look very easy. Kincaid. I mean, Kincaid has a gold medal, a, Olympic caliber, world championship, gold medal caliber kick. The thing is, Kincaid typically is in like 12th place with a lap to go and not in fifth or fourth. Mm -hmm. If Kincaid can find a way to be in the mix with a lap to go, I would take his kick over any of the top. I mean, I would take his kick over Ingebrigtsen in a 5K. Now, Ingebrigtsen would never hold on, allow. Hold, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pump the brakes on that one. You have a long way to go from has an awesome kick and can outkick U.S. guys in a 10K to we're outkicking Ingebrigtsen. Okay, but do you think in an open 400, who do you think? <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what this is. I, he has a strong kick. You're right, and he's usually in, in world settings. He's too far back to use yeah. it. And sometimes in U.S. settings, we think he's too far back to use it. But he's never too far back. But yeah, if he, the equation is clear. If he's a little bit, if he's in, if he's lingering, if he's only a second or two back at the bell, then yeah, absolutely, he's got a shot. Yeah, I wish there was live betting for world championships because his odds for meddling when he's at like tenth place with a lap to go are gonna be really good, and you could be like, boom, hammer, Kincaid to kick to get to third. But I wish we had live betting on insane, insane takes from you, live bets on that because we are. <laughs> How far into this show? Like five minutes, and you already said he's beating know, uh, Jakob in a five k. That's just you that's just, pretty bold. That's pretty bold. You give Kincaid, you put Kincaid in a perfect situation, he will outkick anyone. We just have never seen it because he's never in that perfect situation. He's always in the twelfth, tenth, last place situation. So I'm just uh, saying. Let's talk about the women's ten. Let's go to the women's ten. Okay. Um, a, another really strong close by uh, Elise Cranny in this race, she gets past Alicia Monson and, and in a way, a little bit similar to the men's race. Now the move that Fisher made was pretty pronounced, whereas Monson took the lead with four to go and then was ratcheting up the pace. But I think 
going into things, we thought Monson would get the win and it wouldn't be Cranny, but it was uh, Cranny who closed in 62 seconds, they said, on the broadcast. I mean, that's an incredible close for her. Monson was fine. She she got second, 32-17 to Cranny's 32-12, and then Rogers in third, Kaladi fourth. Schweizer, who we had not seen much from or heard much from, she gets fifth. She'll wait and see because she is the, the third woman across the line with the standard. Yeah, Schweizer had the race that I thought McGordy would have, you know, where you're, you, you haven't run much. You're coming into this place, kind of see what happens to see where your legs take you. But you also yeah. have an incredible talent. And Schweizer on a bad day is still top eight in the country. She still is able to hold on here for a fifth place, place finish. It's going to have to wait to see if Rogers or Kaladi get the standard. So it's going to be interesting standard watch for Rogers and Kaladi because the 10 K standard is very hard. There's a reason only three women have it. It is, you got to be in a perfectly paced race. They make it really hard because it's the 10 K at worlds is a straight final. So they don't want the field to be too big. So they make the standard very hard. So Kaladi and Rogers are going to have some work to do to potentially bump Schweizer out. But you know, I was kind of surprised with Cranny. She didn't run much. She ran like a 15-team 5K in May. She ran at Brian Clay in like a 407 for the win. Uh, but Cranny, it looked like a different Cranny. It it looked like the best Cranny that we've ever seen. In my like the separation she put on Monson. Monson mm-hmm. is let's remember, Monson had a fire indoor. Monson mm-hmm. held her own in some diamond leagues. But even at the end of last year, she was like, whoa, yeah, Monson's making that, that leap into you know top yeah. eight status in the world. And Cranny just put on a clinic. And you got to like where Cranny's at. She's under-raced, comes in USA's, wins his 10K. She's probably now going to be the favorite in the 5K, I think, after seeing this, even against Josette Andrews. Cranny's timing her season pretty well because now she's going to be a lot more fresh. And maybe we could have a... Another U.S. woman sneak onto the podium at the World Championships, like the the other feud that we've had. Because it's oh, weird. We, we don't. Yeah, you're about the, the ten. ten. Yeah. yeah, ten. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see it in the women's five k, but in the women's ten k. Haven't 10K, had the five yet. Yeah, we uh, can see some U.S. Uh, you know, NFL did it. Winger, uh, not Winger. Carowing. We're listening to Carowing on the bracket. Goucher did it. So mm-hmm. Flanagan. Uh, yeah, Flanagan. It'll be exciting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I thought Cranny just ran with such confidence, and you never know. A lot of these distance athletes, they're not running a ton. Once they become pros, you have nothing to measure them against, and then boom, all of a sudden they're great. I I don't think Monson's too far off where she was before, if she's off at all, and I, I think it just speaks more to the strength, overall strength of the, the U.S. team that she could run that well and and get second. But, yeah, we'll see, and then Rodgers will have to get the standard. You're right. This is not the men's 1500 meter standard in 2013 where you just fly around to enough small meets in Europe and then you can get eighth and run your time. These 10,000 meter standards for the men and the women are really fast and really hard. And there's not many 10,000 meter races. I guess they could try now to put some together and there's now some athletes who would be willing to hop in those races. You'd hope, but yeah, it's it. We can't assume that they're just going to go get the standard in either the men's or the women's 10,000. And also it's not even just about some of the other events have the opportunity to chase a world ranking where like, Hey, just run a fast time in a, in a high right, quality right. meet. You can get that. But 
the world ranking system for the 10K is all screwed up because half the field are taken by cross-country runners. So you can't – there's no really world ranking path for Rogers or for Kaladi or for – or for McGordy. So it's going to be, you got to run the time and the time is fast. Mm-hmm. So next up, let's go to the short distances here. Let's go to the sprints. Let's go women's hundred. How about this for an opener Gordon from Shakari Richardson? She goes 10, seven, one in the first heat. That's the fastest win legal time she's ever run. She gets the world lead, equals the meet record, and just did it in emphatic fashion. Great start, solid all the way through. Uh, Huge victory, wins by two-tenths in that first heat. Took care of business. I mean, there's nothing really more you can say other than we're all just eagerly anticipating what's going to happen tomorrow in the semis and the finals in that women's 100. Yeah, it did not look like... uh a reach of a 10-7-1. It looked like a, a chill 10-7-1, which makes you think when she's, when everything's on the line and when there's even more uh, opportunity to go to the well that she can flirt with the 10-6s, win legal 10-6s. And maybe, who knows, 10-5 or something. I don't know. It's crazy. But I don't want to say that right now. But she's definitely, I think, erased or like quelled the like demons of last year at USA's. Remember last year, she got knocked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. First round. And then this year, she's running meet record, world lead, PB, 10-7-1, top tier time all time. Yeah. And looks so, like it's so wild to even think that this is the same athlete. That the athlete who can just like bomb at USA's 365 days ago can come back and just be the locked-in Shakari that when she's locked in, she's going to be hard to beat. And I know there's always the back and forth between the Jamaican contingent and, you know, they have had Richardson's number. I, I think even Shakari would admit that. They've had her number the past two, three years. But this year, it's going to be really hard to hold on to that number because Shakari has yet to have a bad race. She had that one weird 200 where she lost yeah. to Kayla White. Remember that? Yeah. Isn't that crazy that happened this year? So you got to look at, she has been consistent. She's been locked in. And I think it's safe to say that, yes, Toulouse out there. Yes, Alfred. But she carried around 1071, man, in the prelim. Again, she has to put together. She still has to show up at the semis and the finals yeah. tomorrow. But the odds are becoming more and more in her favor that she is in line to have like a peak type season for her career, her young career. I think that she's on pace. She's not, she's not going backwards. She's on, she's going forward. And I mean, I think we're going to see 10, six tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. if she goes into worlds with a 10, six PB, and then now you have the, to the Toulouse and the Jamaican contingent and Alfred now on the starting line with there, that might push her to something even faster, but she has to do it first. Can't put the cup yeah. for the horse. Last right. Time, and the team, yeah. So. Yeah. No, I was just going to add that I think this makes her the big favorite for tomorrow. Heat two of the first round tonight, uh, Jefferson and Hobbs, 11, 10, and 11, 11. But that was into a, a 1.2. They both looked really comfortable. Hobbs is the other one who's been 
undefeated this year and we have her ranked number two. But it's not always, oh, they ran this in the first round and then they're going to improve by a whole bunch in the semis and then improve again in the final. I'm reminded of Fred Curley last year at Worlds. I know you remember that very well. Oh, yeah. He ran fast in the first round. And then people asked him why. Do you remember what he said? He wanted people going to bed at night thinking about that time. Yeah, they wanted he wanted to put the 9-7 in their head. So if that was her goal, she succeeded. But I think more it's just what you mentioned, being locked in, being so focused and not having whatever happened in the past impact her. Again, the start looked good. The whole, the whole race just looked real smooth. I mean, that's, that's the word I would use to describe it. So I don't know in terms of time what it's going to be, but the, the whole mission was, is just to qualify, win this week, and then move forward, take another step to, to Budapest. Time, that's icing on the cake. I think the real objective is, is just, hey, let's just get out of here, qualify, and then be able to take on the rest of the world. And she's put herself in a good spot. And it looks, it looks like the Richardson we've seen all season, right? There's other than that one race, which is a 200, not a hundred. This is who she's been the entire season. She's winning by big margins and she's running fast times. Nothing's changed. Knock on wood or cardboard or what's the wood here. Like the the only thing that will, I think stop Shakira right now is a false start. Like, yeah, don't say We've that. Seen... Though. We don't want. No one wants false starts. Why well, knocked on the wood, man? This is a little, oh, okay. little wood You're at good. the bottom. Right. We're good. We knocked on the wood, okay. so it's all good. But yeah, I think that's the only thing that can really stop this. There's definitely. I mean, we looked at Hobbs. Hobbs was the consistent runner going into this race, but I don't see Hobbs, even as how good she is, and she has some solid PBs to her name. I don't think Hobbs is really going to challenge Shakira tomorrow. I mean, I just, I just don't see it. We'll see. I would also be surprised though if the margin is is large. I think I think Hobbs is gonna show up. I think mean, that's what yeah, she does. But... I think I think Hobbs knows how to work these rounds as well, too. But you're yeah. right. Richardson is a favorite. We had her as the favorite going in. Nothing's changed. A couple other interesting results in the women's hundred first round. Uh, Mia Bray Pedersen, who's a high schooler from Oregon who just signed the NIL deal with Nike. She ran eleven point zero five seconds. That's pretty good. Um, not to be outdone, another high schooler in heat four, Shanti Jackson runs 11.05 seconds. So you're going to have those two in the semis along with, you know, Tamari Davis, Tamara Clark, uh, Tony Shateri. We mentioned Jefferson Hobbs, Brittany Brown ran 10, nine. This is going to be, this is going to be an exciting, uh, semis. Forget the finals. The semis are going to be exciting. Yeah. And crazy things happen. We've, we'll talk about some of these other results where people who we look in, to it are there's no way they don't make the next round or you know we saw a false start at the jamaican trials we saw a big guy go down in the men's 15 which we'll talk about later but that's why they run the race even when there's a bunch of stars there's always a situation where you didn't think this person well, would not be there and then they're not so one of these top girls yeah, could not one of these top women could not make the final do you want to talk about the jamaican trials now or do you want to wait we'll wait Okay. We'll, 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 we'll drive through the, the U.S. results and what you make. All right, men's 100. Only one man broke 10 seconds, and it was Christian Coleman. 9.95 seconds, heat four. He gets the win. There were some surprises in, in these other heats. J.T. Smith won heat one. He beat uh, Bromel. Bromel looked to be a bit 
injured after. I haven't watched the interview yet to get his post-race uh, feelings. But Michael Norman didn't qualify out of Heat 1. Uh, heat 2, P.J. Austin won it. Heat 3, Charleston, Lyles, Carnes, and then Amir Willis. Um, and then that aforementioned Heat 4 had Marvin Bracey-Williams pull up with something. Not sure what it was, uh, if it was a cramp or something more severe. And he crossed the line in eighth. So top line, if you're looking at this, Coleman gets through, Lyles gets through, Bromel gets through. The top collegians that we, we had been talking about going in, in Courtney Lindsay, uh, PJ Austin, Demarcus Fleming, they all get through. The wild card in Cravant Char- Charleston is through. But there's also some names that that we didn't expect to be in such a good position that are that are in there, like JT Smith. The second and third fastest man in the world last year, based on finishing at Worlds, Bromel and Bracey. It's 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 just weird, like how just one year later they go from two of the top three guys to now one getting hurt in this in this prelim, and then Bromel not looking like kind of with the weird ankle tweak at the finish line. It shows that anything can happen, and that while we looked at the U.S. depth and be like, there's so many guys. I remember you used to say this on the mm-hmm. podcast. You would just like list off eight different guys of like this one, Curly, Nor- uh, Curly, Norman, Noah, Coleman, Bromel, Bracey. You just kept on going on and on. And then you realize, well, injuries happen and weird things happen in races. And that's what's happened to Bracey and Bromel. We'll see Bromel still on the edge there. He has the fifth time qualifying time though. So it's not the end of the world for Bromel, but yeah. For Bracey to go out like that, I was kind of surprised. I thought Bracey had a chance to kind of show consistency and get back on the team, or at least even get back on the relay. But for Bracey not to make it is kind of a, a surprise. Well, you just hope there's full health, full recovery for those guys, right? Yeah. Like that's what that, – because that's just – that's unfortunate. And, yeah, I was talking about the depth all season. I was like, we can put together an eight-person amazing U.S. final. <laughs> And contingent on that was Curly running. And you're like, well, True. Curly's probably not going to run. He has the buy. And I said, all right, cool. It's still going to be seven guys. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Lyles. It's going to be Coleman. It's going to be Bracey. It's going to be Bromel. It's going to be Baker. It's going to be Benaric. It's going to be Norman. And then there's Makai Williams and all this other stuff. And you just see some years it all comes together and some years it all comes apart. And this is one of the years where it's coming more apart. I was curious about Lyles because, yeah, he has the, the amazing last 50 he seemed farther back than he normally is. And I, I wonder in the final if, or semis if he's just going to run out of real estate. Now, Charleston's really good. And Charleston is a threat to make the team. And he ran 10 one And if you're just going through based on time, which I know is tricky, uh, Lyles only had the what, – what did he have in terms of time here? What did you rank in terms of uh, – the sixth best time. But I just thought he was, he was pretty far back. 50 meters in to the point where I was starting to have a, a, a few doubts that he'd be able to claw back, but he did. My pick of the team being Coleman, Charleston, and Lyles is looking pretty good right now. Pat myself on the back. Well done. That was great. That's what I was hoping for with that. I got a couple question. things right. My broken clock awesome. was right a couple times, but also <laughs> extremely was, wrong a few other times. <laughs> I was hoping that we'd turn this into, did Gordon get the prediction right? Uh, I was wrong. I had Bracey go into the – Going to Budapest, making make the team. Because he had run this year. He had run a bunch of times. He had run some good times. But bad luck for him to, to catch that injury at this point in the, in the season. Let's go 400. Women's 400. 
we thought, hey, this is going to come down to two. It's pretty clear it's coming down to two. <laughs> this was a great example of the dominance of Sydney and also uh, the dominance of, of Britton Wilson. Uh, Britton Wilson went first. She had Lena Irby Jackson to her inside, so she had someone there, and I think that kept her going more to the finish. I was watching with you. You were like, slow down, slow down, slow down. Save your energy, save your energy. She could not hear you from a couple thousand miles away, but I still don't think she went all the way to the well. She ran 50.08. Sydney in her heat, the runner-up in her heat was 51.07, so farther back, and she ran a very comfortable 49.79. This reminded me of her four-meter hurdle opening heats with the huge gap, and you're just wondering, how much can she physically slow down and still win this race? in the last 50 meters because she's that far ahead. I think about her PR being 49.51 and the idea of, okay, can she get under 49? And you watch how easy that 49.79 was. And it's always hard to estimate effort. We're always like, oh yeah, they can go way faster. They slowed it down. But this looks so easy for her. This look, this was her best 400 of the year, I thought, even though it was slower than some of the others. So we think she's running the semis and the final? Yes, I think she is. I think she's running. Okay. Yeah. What do you think well, of the race, though? Or the race is, the 400s? I thought it there was clear separation between Wilson and Sydney versus the rest of the field. I made a joke. When we watch that final in two or three days, whenever the final is, they're going to have to do like a two-camera shoot. They're going to have to do like picture-in-picture picture because the separation of Wilson and McLaughlin – is going to be so much compared to the rest of the third through eighth place women. You're going to need picture in picture because uh, it's really a two woman race versus everyone fighting for third. And I think the third, obviously, Irby Jackson running third fastest time here. You look at her, yeah. maybe she's a favorite, but Diggs is still going to be in the mix. Uh, Dunmore, there's going to be other women who are going to find a way to get into that top three. But really, it's Wilson McLaughlin. I don't think Wilson is going to challenge McLaughlin. McLaughlin just looks so, like, I don't know. Just doesn't show really weakness. She looks like she's just, like, on – she's, like, sleepwalking through this because she's so much better that she's just trying to, like, take it easy, show up, run around the track, go to bed because she's just at a different level. It's like LeBron James – when he is playing the Indiana Pacers on a December week weekend. He's like, you just show up, you put up 30 points, get the win by 20. Sydney, when it goes to running against the other top U.S. women, you show up, you run your 49 seconds, eat yourself a cliff bar. And I think that's what Sydney does. Mm-hmm. All right. Gordon broke it down there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say let's do predictions for that one, but we have another round to go. You have another round. Yeah. I ain't predicting 16 to one. I wait till top eight are there. Well, I know. I just, it's just different than, um, it's a short meet in terms of the amount of days. Like it's not a 10 day meet. It's only a four day meet, but they're still going to jam three rounds in there. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Where are we going? men's, Men's 15. Men's 15. One of the most anticipated events of the meet. For me, I just thought it's going to be difficult to get all these talented. Like, there's just, someone's going to be left off this team, right? This men's 1500 field 
this year for the United States was so good that someone really good was not going to make it to Budapest. Turns out someone's not even going to make it to the final. We had Cooper Tier go out in the first round, Gordon. Yeah, so, Tom, if you want to scroll down all the way to the bottom of that results page. We Shout can out see to Pusha Tom, by the way. Yeah, Pusha Tom, all the way to the bottom. Keep going. We can see all three results from the bottom heats, all the way to the bottom. There we go. So we see heat one, two, and three. So let's let's focus on uh, heat three here. Right, let's start. Let's actually go in order. Let's look at heat one. Heat one, man, Sensowitz got lucky. He, he didn't got get lucky. lucky. Stop he did. He got, he got so – he, he must have paid – on Athletics Club something, or you gave Dathan Rittenheim a little bit of like some nah, that's how Yared you know, runs. Starbucks gift cards or something. Because that's how Yared runs. If I know it's going to be in runs, the hard heat. No, listen. No, no, no. Stop. Was that lucky. the death heat? That was the heat it of was, death, was it not? It was the was heat of death. But it was, so it's appropriate yes. that they got all the time qualifiers. No, it's, because it – hold on. No, 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 no. Because if you would have put Yared Nagus – in the heat two and put Hobbs Kessler in heat one, you would still call heat one the death heat, but only three men would have probably come out of that heat. He got lucky because in the death heat happened to be Nagus, and Nagus made it honest and basically extended Centro's postseason by one more, or I guess by 48 hours. I don't think, yeah, but that's, that's, we don't have a system. We only have, we have big Q's and little Q's still. We're not, no, yeah, I'm not, oh, big Q's. And I think if I'm you, not calling for I'm that's not a tough heat. It's wrong. Yeah, it was a tough heat to get through, and he and he. But, the other people could have run faster. That's all I'm saying. That yes, was the first heat. Am I right? That was the first lucky. heat. That was the first heat. Yeah. Correct. So the other two heats knew what it took to qualify on time, and what did they decide to do? Go out they, slow. They decided a lollygag. Exactly. I so, guess heat three tr- attempted to do it because. Match Strangio went for it in Heat 3, but uh, yeah. Sancho but most of those guys can run 337 is my point. Yeah, yeah, They're capable of running 337. They didn't do it. They could have. They didn't. So the big news, though, coming out of this was Heat 3. Cooper Tier, who I had as the U.S. favorite, gets fourth in the third heat, loses by, what, .04? I don't think he's – I mean, it was a weird ending where – it was Tier, Win, and Hawker. It looked like those were going to be the three. But then Drew Hunter kind of surprises yeah. Tier on his inside. Tier then realizes, tries to go even wider to get around, you know, Win, but it was too little too late. And Hunter just grinded his way onto the starting line for this final. And he took down a guy who I think could have won the final. I think Tier is good enough to win a final. I know he got fourth tier. How can you win a final if you get fourth in the prelim? Things happen. 1500 weird where positioning is everything and weird things happen. But I was shocked that Cooper Tier did not make it. It screws up the 5K now. I'm sure Abdi Habinur, Paul Chalimo are now like, God dang it. I got to go up against these 10K guys and now I got to go up against mm. Cooper Tier in the mix. So uh, Drew Hunter made a lot of enemies on the, in the 5K field by knocking wow. out Cooper Tier. No, that was a great run. From Drew it was great. He's oh, had, don't get me wrong. It was great. Yes, for sure. Well, he's had a frustrating run of it. Yeah. All the hype, all the expectations. So to, to get through there, I thought was huge for him. It was a little strange. If you watch the replay, Tier is directly behind Hawker and, and moves out a little bit. I don't even think it was to go by Hawker, but just to have a little bit of room so he didn't collide. 
And that movement to the outside gave Hunter more space on the inside so he could move through. And I don't know if that was just a subconscious thing that happened um, or if he was planning on going that way anyway. But when I was watching that replay, I thought this is this, like if Tier had stayed to the inside and this stuff is impossible to, <laughs> hindsight's always twenty twenty, especially in a tactical <laughs> mid-distance race. But if he were to stay on the inside, it would have been awfully difficult for, for Hunter to get around him. But he did leave a little crack open and then that crack became a, a much bigger hole and he just went right through and Cooper was, was to the outside and it just was uh, maybe caught him by surprise even. So su- surprise he's not there. We still have a lot of big names in this final though, Gordon. Oh, I yeah. mean, this is still going to be a real, real incredible. I mean, this is going to be an awesome race. I expect Nagus to take it hard from the gun. You got him, Wascom, Gregoric, Thompson, Green, Centro, um, Hawker, Hunter, Wynn, Prakel, Kessler, and Holt. How do you think this race plays out? Uh, I think it's going to be honest. I'll be, I think it's going to be like a 335 race. I think Nagus is going to just be like, this is what I do. I don't think Nagus is going to change up the plan. I think he's going to make it honest. It'll be 335. Oh, you say 335 is – okay, so you think 335 is fast. I think it's going to go faster than 335. Oh. I don't well, think I look at 335 as like honest, and then everything else is like 337 to 340s or whatever. 335 to me is like an honest 1500. Okay. Well, maybe in the olden days, be... it was an honest 1500. Yeah. I mean, only one We're guy in 335. Now. Yeah, I guess. But I don't think they're, you think they're going to run 332s and stuff and 333s? I think, I think Nagus is going to run 332. Yes, I do. Maybe. Uh, actually, I can see that. I do think that Nagus is going to win. Who do you think gets second and third? I think we both agree Nagus is going to win this final. I, I think Nagus is going to win. I didn't like your rankings, although I'm not going to talk about oh, that. It just seems like I'm piling on after the fact. I'm not going to do that. It makes sense, wanna, in my opinion. I don't want to like overreact to these results. Wait, who did I have in the draft? Oh, so a, the draft, I the drafted draft tier. I drafted tier. Then you drafted Nagus. Then I drafted Kessler. Then you drafted Hawker, and then I drafted Isaac Baston, who got last in his heat, and then you got Gregoric. Okay, so I'm going to stick with my team. I'm going to stick with my team. You don't think Gregoric's going to make the team? Oh, yeah. We're going to get a Nagus, Gregoric, Hawker team. I think it's going to be Nagus, Kessler, Hawker. I think just go with the, the guys with the fastest times. Keep it simple. Don't overthink Hawker's it. got a little bit of... Woody Kincaid in him of this thing looks over. He looks too far back. And then you feel silly doubting him. I was, I'd say it would be fun though. If like the top three is Wascom green and Prakel, And just, it's like, Oh, <laughs> you Andy Powell party, Andy Powell party just sweeps the U S final. And then central gets fourth or something. <laughs> I like that Centro's in there. I like that he's in there. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. He got lucky, but... Angles almost got in. Angles, yeah. Angles just missed it by one spot. All right. Next up. Do you want to talk about... Uh, You want to do a lightning round? Lightning round. uh, Just looking at the remaining results. Obviously, everything happens. The decathlon... Uh, Harrison Williams currently in the lead. We'll wait. Well, Kyle Garland's in fourth representing. 
Billy Jean. Well, Kyle Garland and four. <laughs> oh, that you just wanted to show the shirt. That's it. No, show the shirt I mean, again. Show the shirt. I, did. So I, did. I showed the shirt. For a long time, though. You got to stay yeah. on it. There you go. You trying to get a screenshot? You trying to get a screenshot? All right. No, I just, uh, you kind of, I was like, why is he going to the decathlon? And then now I realize why you were talking about the yeah. decathlon first. Uh, Haptathlon day one and a hall in the lead. Men's eight and women's eight, nothing much happened. I guess the biggest news was Brandon Miller didn't qualify, which was kind of, oh, no, he did qualify. He qualified he on qualify. time. So yeah. he did, but it was, you know, he was close to not making it. Uh, mm-hmm. Crane Carroza didn't make it through, which I thought was interesting. He, he had a, a pretty good, a long NCAA season. Women's eight, everyone that shouldn't got through, got through. Nothing crazy there. Uh, men's five, men's 400. Um, Christopher Bailey had the fastest time from Arkansas. Uh, I think the one that I'm watching here, I think we're all watching, is how will Matthew Bowling do? Um, he gets in. Runs a, a PB 45-53, which is kind of wild. That's his PB because he's split 44 seconds many times in four by fours. But bowling gets in. All the other top guys get through. And then we had a few uh, champions crowned. Men's discus throw. Sam Mattis uh, got the win. Turner Washington and Brian Williams were second and third. Uh, we're just doing rapid fire. Women's triple jump. Tori Franklin. Tor Orgy, Jasmine Moore, the big three, they all get through. Uh, that's the order. And then women's javelin throw, Maddie Harris from Nebraska, collegiate. Yeah. Meets yeah. Maggie Malone uh, for the win. Again, all these athletes have a chance to chase. So if they don't have the standard, they can chase until end of the month. Steeplechase. You know what? We need to not even talk about the steeplechase because it's stupid that they do prelims. <laughs> the fact that someone can run basically 20 seconds slower than the fastest time and still qualify is ridiculous. It should just be straight final for the steeple. What are we doing here? Both well, men's... I thought one interesting – hold on. The women, I thought one – we hadn't seen Frericks. She's a silver medalist. True. So I think – and she had to qualify on time, 9.47. So she got in to the final, but obviously quite a ways from where we've seen her. Before, but um, Men's women's 15. Steeple, yeah, women's 15 oh. is the only other big thing that happened. And a thing, Mo, looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I, th- I thought, man, is she going to make a run for it? And just like close down on McGee and Wiley. But she she didn't. She still ran 410. I hope we get to see her again. Not sure if we're going to. Um, Johnson, McLean. Schlachter half. All the qual- time qualifiers were from Heat 2, which was won by Johnson McLean. And then Hiltz, Mackay, and Jones made it out of three. But that was mostly ch- – there weren't really any upsets that I see in here. Yeah, no, that was mostly chalk. Uh, Heather McLean running well was a surprise. Yeah, She's yeah, we had seen her. to McGordy and a few other athletes who were kind of starting their season extremely late, literally at USA's. So Heather McLean looking good in her Heat. Uh, I mean, Addie Wiley and Corey McGee, they duked it out for no reason, which I thought was interesting. It was like top three qualified. You guys are sprinting. Like it's about like, you do realize lane assignments in a 1500 final doesn't mean anything. I like the phrase duking it out for no reason. Yeah. All right. Let's um, talk about the J- Jamaica trials. 
I don't know. Do you think people are interested in talking about Jamaican sprinting in our audience? I think they are. Do we have anybody in the chat who really wants to? <laughs> well, we purposely put it at the end of the podcast just to get kidding. people to keep listening. I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about the Jamaican championships, which I remember saying this last year, the year before. It's great that they're the same time as the U.S. championships. And I know the World Athletics gives like windows that they can you can do your national championships so they don't overlap. But I I don't know. I kind I I want to be able to enjoy them like a separate thing. Right? I want to be able to sit down and watch and appreciate it and not have them go head to head. But in any event, what were the highlights, Gordon, from the first day of the Jamaican championships? The highlights. So I think we let's talk about let's talk about the the hundred because they had the first round for the hundred starting with the women. I have the result here. Uh, Sharika Jackson runs 10.99. Elaine Thompson-Raw runs 11.12. So Elaine Thompson-Raw, who, as we remember a few weeks ago or a week ago, ran that weird, very slow 100-meter dash at a small meet. Mm -hmm. She wins her heat here, but she still only runs 11.12. I don't know. It's not giving me confidence yet that Elaine Thompson-Raw is ready to be in the metal tier. Now things may change. She may be timing it perfectly. She did win her heat. She did beat, yeah. you know, Ashanti Moore. She did beat Kemba Nelson. But I don't know, man. 11-12, where, you know, Shrika Jackson is cruising to a 10-99, where Natasha Morrison's running 11 flat. Alana, Alana Reed, an 18-year-old, is running 11-14. I don't know. What do you think? So you think Elaine Thompson or is going to put it together and make the team? I think she can make the team. I, I, don't know. I thought I, that was a good result. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that was a good result based on what we've seen so far. And she's still coming back into form. What's your friend Carl Lewis say? What's his saying? Win the heat. Win the. Win the meat. Win the meat. Exactly. Win the heat. Win the just yeah. just no, got to win your heat. Just got to win yeah. your heat. I don't know. I just feel like. When you win the heat in a slow time, I don't know, like it's fine. Someone it's fine. at her Listen, caliber, like yeah, if, but we already if knew that. Lyles, we already knew that this year wasn't going well. We already knew this year wasn't the same year. This is nothing new. But based on her last result, I thought this was better. And now you you you're able to compare it to her competition. Okay, she needs to get the top three in this field. I'm looking at this field. I think she can do it. Sharika obviously is a class above. You said ten nine, and then you just like breeze past it. That was a 10-9, not just like not going all out. That was 10-9, like leaning backwards on the break <laughs> the last few meters. <laughs> she can go much faster. No surprise there. I like the way Sharika ran that. She was trying uh, to go as slow as possible uh, over those last 20 meters, and I appreciated it. So I think Sharika is going to win it. Sharika looks great, but I think Elaine can get on the team. And then it's the – yeah, you're giving the veteran, the experienced runner, uh, another couple weeks to train and get into good shape. I think people should be more optimistic based on this result. You know what? You may be, you may be in real time, just like fact checking me and making me kind of, but eat my words. So I, I may have overreacted. That'd be a first. (laughs) I may have overreacted. I still think, I I just think that Elaine Thompson Ross seeing 11 one is just weird. I want to see 11 0 or faster. So I, I agree. Know. Hey, we don't have to wait long. This time tomorrow, in yes, these very can, seats, we will talk just, about it. 
podcast would be extremely old. Yeah. Imagine but like listening we'll to remember. this podcast on like Sunday. I'd be mm-hmm. like, wait, what are they talking about? This this means nothing. Like, the, why yeah. are they talking about? Yeah, it would be weird. Listen to this one quickly. That's why you got or to do 2X. Listen in reverse order, maybe. That'll be fun. That'll be wild. And be like, watch me get wronger and wronger over time. <laughs> well, first, let's start with your use of the word wronger. What? And then go. What, what's, what's more wrong? Is it more wrong? Is that what I'm supposed to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's keep wronger going. Wronger sounds more. Wronger. Wronger, wrongest. No? <laughs> wrongest is a word. Is wrongest not a word? Wrongest is a word. Hold on. Wrong, I'm Googling this. Wrongest. Uh, wrongest. Awesome. Yeah. Is wrongest grammatically correct? The single word comparative and superlative forms wronger and wrongest are no longer in common use, except mm. humorously. That's you. You were being funny. I was being humorous. <laughs> but they say art is no longer in common use. Yeah, that you're a man of be. a... Yeah, you're, you belong in the... The different centuries. I think people uh, know hey, that. I see word. people using it. It's just, it's old, it's old English, you know, <laughs> old English. Wrongest is a word. I don't know. You've, woke, you've woken up the chat. Uh, what is the chat saying? Do they agree? Lambo says wronger is not a word. MR oh. says deaf is a word. And it was in, it was in, in word. Wordle. 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 Yeah. So yeah. Wronger. Wronger and Cryptic says Gordon is on something tonight. Well, if he's been on something tonight, he's on something every first single day I've known him. <laughs> let me just let me just tell you that. Let me just stop you there. Okay. What else though at the Jamaican trials? I know uh Johan Blake false started, but let's talk about the men's the men's hundred, shall you we? You can't just skip over that. Johan Blake false started. That's a big deal, but yeah, well that's part of the men's hundred. Yeah. Uh that changes the whole like view of who's going to make the Jamaican team, right? Because you look at Blake as the possible, as like the consistent guy. He's going to find a way. He's going to be on the relay. But are they going to put Blake on the relay? Like I'm not. I know Jamaica is weird with the way they do the selections. But would you? Is Johan Blake going to be eligible to be on the relay? If by weird do you mean usually very successful? Is that what you mean by weird? <laughs> well, weird is like USA does this thing where it's like top six. That's the relay. No if ands or buts, but Jamaica's like, hey, you're fast. You fall started. You're on. Yeah, the maybe. I, there was. Listen, we know Akeem Blake was going to be on the team. We know we think Oblique Seville is going to be on the team, correct? So I think it was going to be a battle for him to get that third spot as is. Yeah. Well, speaking of Akeem Blake and Oblique Seville, they both run ten flat. Seville mm-hmm. does it, winning his heat. Blake does it, getting second in his heat. To who? But then three other guys. Shane Thompson, Kadrian Goldson, and Rohan Watson all run sub 10. 991, 994, 998. There's a chance. You know, I, I, I used to look at the Jamaican 100-meter depth chart. And, you know, after Blake and Seville, yes, you, you assume Johan Blake's also there. It kind of felt weak after the top three. Okay. But now having these three guys run... 991, 994, 998 on top of what we know what Seville and Akeem Blake can do. It makes making the team a lot harder, in my opinion, for Akeem and Seville. I know your team, Oblique Seville. I'm team Akeem Blake. Ride till I die. But I think both of our teams are on a little bit of 
It's not a that's fine. foregone conclusion that both of those guys it's are going to the team. It's fine. It's fine. You overreact to opening rounds more than anybody on planet Earth. It's incredible. You never learn your lesson. Someone can run a fast opening round. doesn't even matter the event. could be the 100. could be a 1500. And Gordon just falls in love or just ditches the one that he used to love. And they're stranded by the side of the road because someone pops up who he had never heard of before I, tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I need probably do my research better. But I did not know because Shane Thompson was out there to run 90-1. I did not know Kadrian Goldson was out there to run 994 and Watson to run 998. I just wasn't. So when I see that, okay. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Hold up. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Blake's uh, – or uh, Seville's fine. Seville's going to make it. Yes. He's fine. Seville and Blake are metal contenders. They should yeah. go 1-2. But it's a lot harder to go 1-2 when there's people on your back who can run 9-9s nine in the first round. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, that is true. If you are – you want people to be slower as opposed to faster if you're trying to beat them in a race. I agree with you there. Like, think about this. We look at the U.S. men in the 100 – as the creme de la creme. Is that the phrase? Creme de la creme? Nailed it. Nailed it. There you go. You were not wrong. Because they got the on depth. They got the depth. They have guys guys on top of guys on top of like so many guys. So many dudes who can just run who have nine eight capabilities and on great days maybe a nine seven capability. Mm-hmm. You look at their first round, only one guy broke ten. Coleman running nine ninety five. You look at Jamaica's first round, three guys are doing it. And it's not – none of them are even their, of their three best guys. That, I think that means something. That their, their bench is out there running faster than the USA starters. Yeah, but now we're comparing times at two different meets. What? Do you really think one through five is better? No, 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 no. Okay, so what are you saying? No, I'm what not is saying that. This? I'm just saying – that the meat that Jamaica that Jamaica is having right now, if things keep on progressing, and we look, you know, two days from now, and we look at the final when Seville and Blake they both run nine eight to go one two, and then their third guy runs nine ninety, and we're like, you know, that's a group of three guys who could all medal. You know, you yeah, just, yeah, this is good though. This is good. This is what we yeah. want though. There's no, no, yeah, want. oh, hundred percent. This is what we want. I'm just saying it used to be a very USA owns this event, especially on the men's side. uh, Okay, yeah. And then before that, it was Jamaica owns this event. And we were always told the rivalry, the rivalry. When Bolt was around, there was no rivalry. No. They were crushing the U.S. all the time. They were sweeping. And then guess what? When he retired, there wasn't really a rivalry. It swung in completely the other direction. Now, there was a rivalry in the sense of like they want to beat each other. But that's the same with every country or every competitor who lines up. Like there wasn't – this push and pull, really. It was like for a bunch of years, Jamaica had it. And then a couple of years now, the U.S. has it. But that's it. So this is if, – if you're saying they're getting closer to where the U.S. is, that's good news for people who want to see a legit rivalry. But we're still not there yet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited Listen, I'm like – be... as someone who was like big in on uh, Oblique Seville, big Oblique Seville – Believer, he can medal this year. I'm excited about that. We talked about how the number two spot is completely up for grabs. I still believe that, and uh, hopefully it goes to Seville. Yeah. 
No, number two spot's going to Coleman. Coleman's the best one currently. Yeah, we're going to go live again uh, tomorrow at 11 p.m. Central, right after the USA's rapid recap. Uh, Check out all of the interviews. We put some notable ones on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All the other ones are on flowtrack.com. Big shout out to our team out in Eugene, holding it down. Anderson. We have Olivia. We got Corey. Who else we have out there? Bobby. We got Bobby. Bobby's out there. So We got producer Tom tonight. Producer Tom. We got a big big shout out for producer Tom. Love producer Tom. Before we go, can we go through the the uh, comments real quick, just to, just yeah, to check they're, in. They're probably all hello. mad at me for like no, not they're not. Who uh, Donovan is. says love to see Laird out there running well too. I agree. Um, let's see. So Shane says I'm worried about Elaine. I agree with Gordon for the first time. There we go. Mr Good. says flow track do better. I don't know what we're supposed to do better in. Could you be more specific? That would be helpful. Uh, Lambo says Seville was so easy, man. It was crazy. See another civilian. Um, yeah. A lot of people have your name now. You call yourself civilians. I took that from somebody. Someone told me that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, gotta love Gordon making a fool out of himself. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Gordon can, Gordon can back it up. And Tampa Eagles, Eagle says good night, everybody. So that's a perfect way to, yeah, good night. Log it out. Um, night hold on, David says eleven p.m. Are you sure? Shouldn't the events be over by ten p.m. Central tomorrow? Let's check. No, let's get that. Let's get that straightened out before we go. Uh, no, you're right. It is ten fifty-four Central Men's Hundred. So we'll yep. go live at eleven, and we will have. Maybe like 11.05 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We should be good. All right. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Thanks to Tom. Uh, We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Good night. Tom, if you're talking, we can't hear you. There, there it is. Yeah. All right. End the stream. So we're good. No, that was great, man. You, uh, you. I like Dude, that you awesome. brought up the the Google, like when I was talking about that word. That's the type <laughs> of stuff we like. So I appreciate that. Like doing things like that. No, it's fine. I had them, but they were a little confusing. So I purposely didn't have assets for that. So it's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. The big thing is like we did for the 1500, we scrolled down to show like the heats. That was like, that was helpful to like just kind of break it up. But overall, a, 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 a work, man. I appreciate it. Have a good night. It'll be the same. Yeah, it's 11. We go live again at 11. Yeah, 11, 11, 05. We'll go live. Yeah, no. Same time tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Tom. Take Thank care. you. Bye.